Hey everybody, welcome to the Podcast. Your host James with Jake. Episode one seventy one. It's Wednesday. Jake, how's it going? It's going great. Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Week three starts. It's almost a weekend as well. Um. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Almost a week. <laughs> almost a weekend. Um. You're forgetting to say something. Happy hump day. Yo, exactly. There you go. Happy hump day, everyone. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so football starts tomorrow. That's sick. Going to watch the game on my phone when I'm playing at Frisbee. Shout out to the our Frisbee players, Ultimate Frisbee. Fun game. Absolutely, 100%. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about some football. Let's talk about the 49ers specifically, obviously. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, a.k.a. the Santa Clara 49ers. Uh, but, yeah. Hello? I'm here. I was just uh, getting someone talking to me, so I had to mute, but I am here. Oh, perfect, because uh, you went silent there, and I was like, hopefully I'm not alone here. Nope. Oh, uh, but yeah, let's talk about some football. Uh, I'm talking about the 49ers here, playing the uh, Denver Broncos on Sunday Night Football. It's coming Sunday. Uh, Primetime game, first one of the season. Uh, but yeah, uh, before that, uh, successful surgery for Trey Lance. Um, it's been said that he'll be fully healed before the end of the season. Um, really good news. Um, but yeah, um, let's get into it. Let's talk about the game. Um, some injury reports. Uh, will Kittle play? As uh, one question, he did indeed have a limited practice today, um, which is great. Good to see. Hopefully, hopefully he's, uh, I think he's trending to play this week according to Field Yates. Um, Obviously, one on one to start the season could have could have uh, been a big help week one uh, in the rain in the run game, but I think this is a big boost to our run game specifically, and you know, um, one of Jimmy's favorite targets as well. Uh, if uh, George Kittle plays, um, you pretty excited to see him on the field for the first uh, time this season, Jay? Yep, that would be pretty good to see him back on the field. Um, although they did miss him in week one, blocking wise in the run game, as you said, they also missed him in the pass game. I would have right. Lance a little bit more if he had a security blanket like him. Uh, but without him, the Niners, through two games, are averaging an NFL fourth, a fourth best in the NFL uh, in yards per game rushing-wise with 182.5 rushing yards per game. So um, he'll come back and try to help with that. I don't know how much more they can run for because uh, their running game has taken a pretty big hit. Um with the right. loss of Trey Lance, Elijah Mitchell, um, Tyrion Davis Price, then also remember in the in the preseason they had you know Jamichael Hasty, Trey Sermon, uh, people like that. Well, they are no longer on the roster; they are on different teams, uh, so that kind of hurts their back. Their was what we thought was a strength uh, is kind, not a weakness per se because they have pretty good running backs still, but it's not as strong as it once was which anytime there's an injury, that could happen. Uh, it only takes a couple injuries to go from a strength to a weakness. Uh, but they did make a move today and signing former 49er Tevin Coleman to the practice squad. So they have another running back there. And they're kind of going through like a like a reshuffling-wise, running back-wise, with the speed of... Um, because price is, price is faster than Jeff Wilson, 
Elijah Mitchell's really fast. So they're kind of, they're going from these like speed guys to, who can do the outside zone to more of a like inside uh, type of running game, which Jeff Wilson can go outside, uh, but J- Jordan Mason is good in the in between the tackle runner, and uh, Marlon Mack is kind of like a faster version of Jeff Wilson. Uh, so that will be interesting to see what happens there. Then Tevin Coleman as well is basically a mix of all three of Mason and Mack and Wilson. Um, but running back-wise, they're kind of in a little bit of a – not a, it, it, is, it is kind of problematic when you go through, like, your three top running options um, that are running backs and quarterback, who brings more of a run game emphasis to – the table, unlike Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but getting Kittle back will help the run game um, and the pass game as well, as I said. But the run game, I'm more interested in seeing what happens, uh, how much better they can actually be. I don't know. But um, I have a question for you, though. Debo Samuel. He's averaging... On the season, he's second on the team in rushing yards. Twelve rushes, and twelve rushing attempts for 105 yards, which is a total of 8.7 point, 8.75 yards per carry. Um, the first guy who leads the team is Jeff Wilson with 106. He's getting six rushing, six rushing attempts per game. My question is, with the loss of Trey Lance, D- Davis Price, and two running backs who are new to the system in Mac and Mason. Do we see Debo Samuel get his run totals bumped up to like 10 to 12? Or do we see him at that 6 range where he looks to be pretty effective this season? Uh, I don't think it will be as high as like you said, 10 to 12. Uh, probably 6 to 8. Probably keep it amend- minimum to 6. Um, probably relatively closer to what it was last year um, in production. Uh Obviously, we didn't see a lot of it start at the start of the season, um, but now that we know that he can do it and is willing to do it and is great at it, uh, I think you definitely see him get those carries uh, there as well. And I mean, we've talked about it before, and we've seen it as well with Brandon Ayuk with the end of rounds uh, in the first game, and you know, I think we see that a lot too. I think going forward, obviously, um, Danny Gray too. Maybe it's known that. Jimmy can't throw the ball downfield, so I mean it's just better for us to get it in the hands to our playmakers as fast as possible and let them do their thing. We saw it against the Seahawks with Debo Samuel, where there was three guys ready to tackle him, and Debo just you know being shifty as he can be, uh, ran for fifty-one yards in that play. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think with the addition, like you said, uh, with George Kittle coming back, I think it's uh, fourth in the league in rushing right now is great. Uh, I think we keep that same pace going forward. Um, and, yeah, we've seen it last game. Jeff Wilson Jr., I mean, definitely capable. I uh, hate to see TDP out. Uh, but, and like you said, he is shifty. He's a little bit faster running than Jeff Wilson Jr. But uh, we see, we saw even in the preseason, let's see if Jordan Mason and do something, but it doesn't look like he will uh, with the signing of uh, Marlon Mack to the active roster, like you said. Um, and Tevin Coleman to the you know private squad for insurance, uh, but yeah, going forward, I think uh, I think the run game can only get better specifically uh, 
with Jeff Wilson there uh, and Marlon Mack uh, to be the backup, it seems to be. But we'll see how the, those guys uh, mosey along, mosey around, uh, being new specifically to the system, right? And yeah, uh, looking back at last year, when Debo became like a, not a full-time running back, but like basically 50-50 wise, um, in eight games, he had 53 carries for he had 53 carries in eight games, which is a total of 6.6 uh, carries per game. And this season, he's averaging six carries a game. So, yeah. So, like I was saying, yeah, I think it stays relatively the same. I don't think. I think that was the game from the start. I don't think they'll run him into the ground like with 10 to 12 carries. There's just no way uh, that happens. Uh, but you know, other weapons and you know, guys who I think can step up, Danny Gray, like you just said. Uh, Brendan Ayuk that you know that we that I mentioned and um, yeah uh, I definitely believe in Jeff Wilson Jr. We've seen him in the last couple of years you know do his thing and he can be that guy specifically he can step up and not only run the ball but also catch the ball out of the backfield as well uh, specifically that comes to mind that game winning touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals um, but yeah uh, I'd love to see it another guy we added to the, uh, obviously we need another backup QB to add to the practice squad. Uh, with Brock Bur- uh, Purdy being elevated after the other roster, we added uh, Ken Bankert. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving on. Uh, Jimmy G, obviously, elephant in the room, is now the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers going forward. Uh, expectations. W- what are they for Jimmy G going forward, Jake, for you? We, last year he had 20 touchdowns at 12 interceptions. Um when I want to go back to 2017 for a second when they first got him. Because remember when they got him, he didn't really know much of the offense, uh, but he played his best. Or yeah, he's he played that was like his best football with the Niners, and he didn't know a bunch of the offense. Um, and now he you know he's back now in 2022, but he was gone for like the whole off season. And now they added some new plays and stuff like that because of Trey Lance, uh, some new passing plays as well. Um, and remember last week he came in on basically what two weeks of scout team reps which you don't get a lot of first team reps when you're the backup you basically get none of them so uh, I'm interested to see how he's going to play with he's basically like this is basically like his preseason because he didn't play in the preseason didn't practice with the team wasn't in meetings wasn't in playbook meetings so he had to he has to relearn the offense uh, and maybe Shanahan thinks, okay, here's the place you do well. We're going to call these and maybe be a little more, not like, a little more risk averse or something. Not as risk averse. Maybe th- push the ball downfield a little bit more until he knows the offense a little bit better. Because that's, that, that's what he, he likes playing like that. That's what he says. Like, he likes being like a gunslinger type. Um, which, you know, he has the confidence to do it. And you, you have to give him this. He doesn't lack confidence. So, um,. I expect Jimmy G to be basically what he is. He's going to have moments in games where he looks great, but then he's going to throw like a bad interception, which is just going to happen. Um, so my expectations is, you know, more of the same, hopefully more of 2019 than 2021 when he's injured most of, this, most of the season. So I hope he plays better this year. Um, but they have better I'd, – I'd say they have better skill guys around him. Um you know, with Juwan Jennings finally basically becoming the great player, like a great third-down option, big threat 
Um, they're good tight ends. They're Ayuk's get Ayuk's gotten better. Debo's gotten better. Kittle's coming back as well. So my expectations are for him to play well. He's not going to be an elite, but he's also not going to be. I don't think going to be terrible. But yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, coming out of the gate last week, uh, going four for four, throwing a touchdown, um, it definitely did resemble what came uh, to fruition in twenty seventeen, where, like you said, they didn't know much of the playbook, played six games, won six games, uh, coming against uh, Seattle his first game and winning that game with a scoring touchdown. Um, no, yeah, I mean, obviously inj- the injury that he's had uh, the year after that season, I mean, it, it kind of limited him what he could do going forward. But I think now that, uh, hey, he's on a one-year contract, um, right, restructured. Um, I think he's out here willing to prove that, hey, uh, I'm still – a first-string quarterback in this league, uh, I'm I'm gonna want to try and throw the ball as well as I could, and maybe he just plays a lot better uh, because of it. And if he does, I mean that's great. Uh, I don't know if you see it like that, Jake, but I think uh, we're gonna see probably a really. I mean, it really pains me to say, but I think we really see uh, a pretty good Jimmy G going forward, uh, and. I mean, all the shit that we did this offseason of him being wanting to be traded. But I think, you know, I, if he does it, he does it. If he, like you said, if he's a gunslinger, go right ahead. But, I mean, we saw, you know, obviously, it's like you said, it's his preseason, right? He had, didn't, was not with the team, practiced by himself, all of training camp, all of OTAs, uh, two weeks reconstructed, um, doesn't get any reps. Um, but, yeah, now going forward, uh, he's that guy for us now, and we'll see what he can do going forward. Uh, but, yeah. Um, moving over to the defense, this guy we just have nonstop talking about him in every single podcast since football started. Uh, for us specifically, uh, Kufunga. He's that guy. He's, he's that good. Yep. Uh, I, remember, I had questions before the season that, you know, he's not the fastest guy in coverage. But they're playing it. But D'Amico Ryan's is playing him in such a way where, and Desh- I also have to give credit to Deshaun Gibson, who has been playing really good football as well. Um, Hufunga, I think when Jimmy Ward comes back, I think we're going to see three safeties on the field. Hufunga can play like in the box, like a linebacker type. Because remember Marcel Harris, that's what he basically right. did. Uh, but Hufunga is really impressed. He's great in the run game. I still want to see him against like a good passing team, which I think he can. You can consider the Broncos a good passing team. They have G- yeah, no, Judy. I was about to say. I mean, well, yeah. we can definitely see that this week with you know, uh, Corlin Sutton. I mean, Russell Wilson. You know, he's a guy. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit later, but you know, obviously, can pass the ball um, specifically with this defense and uh, with this offense with the Broncos. But yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but you were saying. So it just depends, like, because he's he's been playing. He played. Two great games. I just want to see him against a passing team where he has to guard someone and see how he does. But to start the season, you can't say anything bad about him. He's been playing. This he's the second best player on defense right now um, because Nick Bosa is just the best, probably the best player on the team just overall. Uh, but Hufanga has been great right now, as it says here uh, on PFF um, and also you know in our research that James did. Uh, Tyler Loa Hufunga is the second highest graded safety in the league. 
just behind Minka Fitzpatrick, who's pretty good. Oh, fun fact, when the Steelers traded for him, I said this is a good move by the Dolphins. They might get a top five pick. And every time at this time of the year, it gets brought back up on Twitter, and Steelers fans tag me and, oh, nice take. And I say, yeah, sorry, I got one wrong. Um, but he's a great player. But, yes, back to Hufunga, second, second, second highest safety in the league. And Deshaun Gibson, who was signed as a free agent in the last week of the preseason, is listed at number five. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, like you were saying before, you even said that. I mean, Gibson's playing really good football. And, yeah, you never know. I mean, with Jimmy Ward coming back, hey, is there still room for Gibson to be on the team? And I think we do indeed keep him, but hey, that's a later conversation. But, yeah, no, two safeties playing really well right now. Ufungo, I mean, it's just all over the field. Uh, and he can only get better. Uh, Gibson, you'd love to see it. I mean, the Niners just have a knack for finding guys defensively and then just them just playing really really well I mean Kerry Hyder being another example right I mean him getting playing really well in that down year with the Niners and then you know having like nine and a half sacks and then getting paid by the Seahawks and then coming right back um, but yeah no uh, definitely excited uh, with uh, Hufunga and you know Gibson going forward and uh, we'll see how the Saints play uh, this week again on Sunday night against the Broncos. Um, let's talk about the Broncos a little bit, right? I mean, Russell Wilson, you know, being traded out of Seattle, didn't think uh, we were going to see him uh, for a minute. But once the schedule comes out, we play the AFC West. Uh, the Niners will play him uh, this upcoming Sunday, just like that. Um, Russell Wilson uh, against the 49ers. Specifically, has a pass rating of 100.2 with uh, 4,169 yards, nice. 36 touchdowns, nice, 10 TDs in 20 games against the 49ers in his career. Jesus. Um, I think that's pretty good stats uh, against a divisional opponent. Uh, the season now, 2022. Currently, Richard Wilson has a completion percentage of 58.9%, two TDs, and it's competing by one interception. Hmm. Uh, in the first two weeks, well, the Broncos were not great. No. Losing to Seattle, and then really almost losing to the Texans, not being able to score uh, for the most part. Uh, And I hate, Russell Wilson's cringe, dude. Do you, can you can you agree with me? Yep. Like Russell Wilson is, the, is the, the cringiest guy in the NFL. Yeah, it's not even um, close. It's not even close. There's no one cringier. Like, there's literally no one cringier. Um, but hey, he plays good football. Not this season to start, but I don't know if that turnaround will come week this uh, this week against the Niners. Obviously, playing up against a tough defense. Um, they do indeed have some good receivers in Cortland Sutton, um, but Jerry Judy dealing with an injury right now. Uh, no Tim Patrick for the season, um, but they have two good running backs. Uh, Javante Williams, also good ca- uh, pass catching back. He had nine receptions, um, I think, against the Seahawks in week one. And then Melvin Gordon, who's still a tough runner, uh, playing in Denver as well. And then... Yeah, but with Jerry Judy, 
uh, right now. He's dealing with an injury. Uh, I don't know any update. I don't have any update right now. Last time I said, uh, I think he uh, just is the shoulder injury. And then on the defensive side, uh, Patrick Sassane the second also dealing with an injury. God, I forget what it was, but yeah, dealing with an injury. Pretty good corner. Uh, plays really, really well. But yeah. Familiar faces. Quan Williams, DJ Jones. Meeting the 49ers coming back, uh, obviously, a mile high. Uh, I think DJ Jones has been playing well. I think they've both been playing really well uh, defensively uh, for the Broncos. But, yeah, it's going to be uh, good to see how they'll play against the offense. Obviously, uh, knowing the guys up front um, and see how Kwan Williams uh, will deal with uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kill uh, come Sunday night. Uh yeah, Jake, keys to victory. Why don't you go ahead and talk about it? Yep, keys to victory. Keys to victory. Score more points. Got to score more points from the opposition to win. Don't score more points, you'll lose the game. So that's a big thing right there. Um, you know, 60-40. 60% rushing, 40% passing. That'll be nice. Win the turnover battle. If you lose the turnover battle, you'll lose the game, which you don't want to do. Also, shut down the Broncos' running game. Easier said than done, but the Niners have given up 2.6 yards per carry this season than the pass rush. What about the pass rush, you may ask? Keep Wilson in the pocket. Don't let him get outside and run around like a spring chicken and tackle him. Don't miss any tackles. Get some sacks. Then, when you get a sack, throw some miracle water on it. And that is your keys to the game. I don't know. I don't know if I like it with the music. But, yeah. Uh, you know, let's try something new. You know, get the people involved. Um, Just a state school yeah. guy. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Game on Sunday. Uh, I think the 49ers are currently favored in mile high. Right now, let me double check. I think they're fair by uh, 10. Are they really? No, 7. No, they're favored by a point and a half, actually. What the? F- oh, I'm thinking about last week. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're favored by a point and a half. Well, if you think uh, about my. my uh... Oh, no, never mind. That's, never mind, never mind, never mind. Okay, yeah, mile high, Sunday night. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, segment right now, contenders or pretenders. All these teams that we're going to talk about, currently 2-0. Way too early to see how it is, but hey, let's talk about it. Um, I'll ask questions. Jake, you can go ahead and say whatever you want. Okay. You're a big Dolphins fan as of right now. Yep, huge Dolphins fan. You know, um... I like how you know, we were talking. We were talking about the Dolphins a lot last season too. I remember. Yeah, I can't remember if I remember correctly. We did. I yeah. think I predicted them to go to the playoffs in twenty twenty, and they went to the. Did they? They were short. They came up short. Yeah, they finished ten and seven. But it was yeah. the it was the Colts who went instead because that's who I Colts. picked. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah. But yes. But you know the Dolphins have some good receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill, um, you know, and. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, he that that's not the video. Never mind. Jalen Waddle as well. I wanted to play the song. Stupid YouTube. But yeah, they have Jalen Waddle too. Probably the fastest group of receivers we've seen in a while. Uh, both run like four two nines, and they have Raheem Mostert runs like a four three as well. Um, so they're they're fast. They're good. Tua had his best game of his career. I would like to see if he can keep that up against the Bills defense. That's really good um, for this week. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But yes, the Dolphins I think are contenders, and they have a good head coach. No, absolutely. You know, you like you love Mike McDaniel. Uh, definitely one of the fastest teams in the NFL for sure. Uh, like you said, definitely agree. Tyreek Hill, Jalen uh, Waddle. I mean, two coming up a great performance, throwing tossing six TDs. Uh, big matchup, like you said, we'll talk about later. Uh, but yeah, Bills. Contenders or pretenders? Contenders. They had the best quarterback in a top three quarterback in the NFL. Oh, so you were going to say best, but now you're saying top three. Why do you say that? You know, Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. Um, I don't know if you ever watched him before, but, you know, he's pretty good as well. Um, Who's that? Yeah, I know, right? And then also, um, Aaron Rodgers is the two time back to back MVP. So this played like shit yeah. this season. I think he played better in uh, last week. Yeah, but I mean he's the MVP. Also missing Devontae Adams. Receivers are doing to figure it out. But Bills, yeah, defense, really good defense. Uh, Matt Milano, um, Poyer. Jadavious White still hurt, but I think when he comes back, the defense will even get better. Yep. Like you said, hey, Josh Allen. MVP so far this season. I mean, it's only two games in, but I mean, come on. He's playing really well. I mean, Stephon Diggs as well. Three TD game. Uh, yeah, just a lot of weapons over there. And, uh, and Bill's Mafia. They just know what they're doing for sure. Yeah. Um, Chiefs. Contenders or pretenders? Contenders. They're the best team in the division. And the division that we thought was going to be pretty good actually is kind of a two-team race, and only and one of those teams I don't trust because I think their coach is pretty... Hold on. Did you just say the Chiefs division was going to be good? Yeah, the Chiefs division, yes. No, 100% agree. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is one team who's 0-2 there, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, the yeah. Raiders are 0-2. Yeah. Also, the Broncos should be 0-2. Their coach is kind of an idiot. And the team who has the probably the best collection of talent has a coach who I think is pretty horrible. That's a pretty, that's <laughs> a pretty terrible head coach, and uh, Brandon Staley, um, who I don't trust at all, who I think is on the hot seat. If they don't make the playoffs this year, he's going to be gone, I think. Um, really? Wow. That's my bold prediction. If they don't make the playoffs, he's gone. So the Chiefs are in that division, which I thought would be better, but Raiders are the same old Raiders. Well, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Raiders fans. I'm sorry. When you blow a twenty to twenty three to nothing or twenty to nothing lead, it's the it's like I can't take you seriously. Um, but you know, it's only week three. It's only it was only week two, so they could turn it around. They have a big game, a must win game this weekend against the Titans, which they have to win or go zero and three. Both teams have to win. Um, but yeah, so the, yeah. Other than that, the Chiefs I think are the best team in that division by far. I just trust their head coach more, um, and we've seen coaching can't coaching can lose you games, 
Chargers, like going on fourth down and fourth and two from your own 16-yard line or something like that last year. That didn't work out for you. But the Chiefs, I think, are the best team in the division, and they are pretenders in my eyes. I mean, contenders in my eyes. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, definitely agree. Um, yeah, look, as of right now, the best team in the AFC West. Uh, may change. But, yeah, as of right now, definitely contenders. Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Contenders or pretenders, Jake? Contenders. Um, to me, they're going to win the division because the Cowboys kind of, you know, lost Dak Prescott for the year. Um, they have a great defense, good running game, good receivers. Only question about the Eagles is the quarterback because um, week he's kind of had a Jekyll and Hyde type season. Week one, he was pretty bad. It's like 18 for 32, which isn't great. They get 300 passing yards, though. Yeah, so he was 18 for 32 for 300 passing yards in week one. Week two, he was great. It just depends, like, do we see more of that or do we see more of the 18 of 32 or is it somewhat in the middle? I think it's somewhat in the middle, uh, but their defense is their defense is really good where they can win some games with him not playing well, uh, but I think they're contenders. Um, now, when we say contenders, like Super Bowl contenders or like win a couple games in the playoffs... So I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders, but I think they can win a couple games in the playoffs. I, I'd say both. Either if, they, if you think if they're definitely a playoff team and going forward, and also you can say both. Yeah, so I think they're definitely a playoff team. Super Bowl, I don't, I don't know. Um, we've only we've only seen a couple times where if your quarterback isn't elite, it's tough to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, the Niners went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo in 2019. Uh, who I think was better than what people thought that year, but he wasn't elite by any means. Um, but I think I just think if you ha- you need that elite quarterback to more t- to win a Super Bowl, because um, like the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the past like what 15, 20 years uh, is probably Nick Foles. Um, but they had a great running game and he was really good that playoff. So um, it just depends on their quarterback, which is kind of like in this situation, uh, what quarterback do they get at the, in the playoff time? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and apologies. He threw for 243 yards hmm. week one, but added 90 yards on the ground with a touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, like it's a coin flip. Uh, we'll see how he plays, you know, going forward. I mean, but yeah, uh, I mean, Monday night against Minnesota, he played really well, 20 for tw- uh, 26 for 31, one TD, but did have an interception, but he did indeed run two TDs in for a touchdown. Yeah, they run, um, they yeah. Running him, they run him a lot. Like, hmm, he, interesting. He has a lot of rushing attempts. Which I thought was against like the rules because that's what Kyle Shanahan was doing, but I'm it. I guess it's just yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't know you're allowed to run your quarterback, but yeah, yeah I know no, you can absolutely. do that. I guess you know Twitter thinks they know more than Kyle Shanahan, which I is why I love and hate Twitter because Twitter thinks they know everything when they don't know anything really. Um, but that makes Twitter great because I don't know that much. I know enough that I know more than the average person. But I don't know anything as close to what a coach does or, like, a player. Like, you know the Niners – we talked about this earlier. The Niners signed Kurt Benkirk, uh, Kurt Benkirk to the practice squad. He's, like, a third-string practice squad-level quarterback. He knows more than we would ever know about football. Like, he's, like, a Harvard, like – like, he got a degree from Harvard in football – and I'm a state school guy. You know, I know enough, 
But I don't know as much as I he knows more. He's forgotten more football than I would ever know about. All right. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So Twitter, you don't know more than Kyle Shanahan, but I guess you can't run your quarterback. But I guess the Eagles can. But yes, uh, Eagles again, contenders, but not Super Bowl. So I think the biggest question here, uh, we got two teams to talk about left. Giants, two and zero right now. Contenders uh-huh. or pretenders, Jake? Uh, they are pretenders. They are the worst two and zero team I've seen in a long time. They are really, they're not good at all. They're pretty. They're. I can't say they're terrible because they're two and zero. But they're not. They're they're more likely to go four and thirteen. Than like nine and eight, I think, this year at least, because their quarterback, I don't, I just don't, I don't believe, and I don't believe in their defense either. They've they've been pretty, they've been a tough watch, uh, but they're two and zero. But to me, they're you don't pretenders. believe you don't believe in Vanilla Vic. No, about? I don't believe in Vanilla Vic. Um, to me, they're pretenders. Good story, but they're the worst two and zero team by far, um, and I just I can't see them going to the playoffs or having a winning record, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, passing wise, yeah, you can't really believe in Daniel Jones. I mean, going forward, I mean, he's played I mean all this the, year, all but they really still. got going on. I mean, Saquon had a great Week One game. Didn't really do much Week Two. Um, what did he do? This but yeah, week? I mean, again, but you, you, you can't win every game just kicking field goals. You got to score a touchdown here and there. I mean, which he did in Week Two, but again, um, yeah, I'm definitely pretenders. Yeah. When you're in, when your opponent territory, opponent's territory, when you're getting close to the red zone, you got to score touchdowns, not field goals. Specifically, if you want to be contending. For sure. Yeah, he's averaging 182 yards per 182 yards per game passing wise, three touchdowns, one interception. His his completion percentage, I think, is is um 70 point is 71 percent. So that's pretty, pretty good. Uh, his career is 63.1. So maybe the coach that they got, who uh, Brian Dayball from the Bills, who you know helped Josh Allen become what he is today, uh, maybe th- he's going to help him become not anywhere close to Josh Allen because he's never going to be a Josh Allen or close to him, but a he's better than you though, a like ca- like a starting caliber, a low end starting caliber uh, quarterback, kind of like Ryan Tannehill in a way, uh, but not as good. At, like, but he's better than you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he went to Duke, so he's a smart guy. Um, also, the quarterback doesn't work out; he could become a ru- he could become a running back. Yeah, hey, vanilla pick, baby. But yeah, moving forward, last team, the Bucks, two and zero, coming off a rocky win against the Saints. Jake, contenders or pretenders? Uh, they're contenders. Um, people are freaking out because the Saints game, but that that's been like the whole entire. That's been what they've done against the Saints since Tom Brady's got there. So I'm not too worried about them. They've a lot. They've they, a, like a bunch of injuries on in the offensive line. They're missing out their top two centers. They're on their third center. Uh, you know, it's just like they're just they're trying to figure it out. But they have Tom Brady, and I never, I'll never bet against Tom Brady. No, yeah, I think right now, I mean, yeah, can't bet against Tom Brady. Uh, but the injuries are adding up. Um, and I can only take you so far, but hey, like you said, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's gonna do what it needs to be done to win. So, moving on, Jake, take it.
Week Trace. Week three starts tomorrow. Already week three. Wow. We have some big time games this week. Well, not really. We have some games this weekend. Thursday Night Football. Steelers take on the Cleveland Browns. We hope we lose by 100 points this week. James, who do you have? If you can hear me, I'm taking the Steelers. Hear you loud and clear, buddy. I think the Steelers as well. And my guy, um, screw the Browns. Niners, Broncos. James, who do you have? I'm taking the Niners. Yeah, good pick, me too. Fuck Russell Wilson. Sorry for the cursing, but that was that had to be done. Game of the week. I I picked the, I picked the game of the week this week. James got James has the game of the week next week, but game of the week. Bills versus Dolphins. 2-0 versus 2-0 for the right to have the first place in the division. James, who do you have? I'm taking Bills Mafia. You know what? I've been taking the Dolphins these last two weeks. Um, I've been a Dolphins fan. Well, not a fan. I've been a fan of how they operate since 2020. That does not, that does not stop this week. Dolphins lift the upset. Go to 3-0. Monday Night Football. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is really the Monday Night Football game? Cowboys versus Giants. Daniel Jones versus Cooper Rush. Jesus. Um, who do you have one in this game? I'm taking the G-Man. Going with the Giants this week. Mm. I'm taking the Cowboys because... I don't know. I'm taking the Cowboys to win. Um, it would be funny if I say the Giants and then I just talk shit about them, but Cowboys. Moving on. Lock of the week. James, what's your lock of the week? Taking the Bengals over the Jets this week. Bengals over the Jets. I went 2-1-1 in that game. Um, for me, though, I had the Chiefs beating the Colts. Colts are just terrible. They'll be 0-3. And they might be firing their head coach after this season. We'll so see later on about that. The upset of the week. James, what's your upset? I'm taking the Texans over the Bears this week. Mm. Good pick. I'm taking... The Detroit Lions, who are a seven-point underdog to beat the Fal- to beat the Vikings, and go to two and one in the season. That's my upset pick of the week, and that's your week three NFL picks. There we go. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, week three picks. Jake currently up nine to four. I'm five and eight. Mm-hmm. Big week ahead. A lot of divisional games. Uh, that we'll talk about in our recap of our next episode. But, yeah, no, definitely, uh, I don't know how Jake said he does not great games this week. But, hey, football is football. Yep. Uh, definitely excited to, uh, to see it starting tomorrow and come Sunday. Shout out Red Zone. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the Moving forward, ever. fantasy, fantasy football is life. Let's get into it. Starting soon of the week. Jake picked Stafford to be a starter this week against the Cardinals. Um, definitely like that. Uh, great play there, Jake. Uh, I'm taking Dalvin Cook uh, with the Lions. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game there. I think, hey, uh, they're going to run the ball first half, and then towards the end, they're going to run the ball to end the clock or just uh, keep the clock going. Dalvin Cook play against the Lions. Uh, Jake and I definitely agreed on this one. Brandon Cook's playing Chicago. I think definitely that's a great play there at receiver. Also at receiver, I think Michael Williams versus the Jags. Uh, Great play there as well. And at the tight end position, we're both, uh, Jake was picking Irv Smith over the Lions. Um, like I said, 
high scoring game that uh, that I think that uh, coming up this week. Um, Irv Smith did indeed drop a touchdown uh, last weekend, but hey, if he bounces back this week, I mean, he might catch two touchdowns in the end zone. You never know. Uh, sits the week, Jameis Winston against Carolina, uh, but that has a fractured back and is in with an ankle injury. Don't start him. Uh, don't st- I, I think you don't start Jerry Judy this week against the 49ers. Uh, I, um, he, if he does indeed play, I don't think he's going to get a lot of run. Um, against the 49ers defense, a stingy defense. Again, uh, Jake, I think you picked uh, Donald Moody versus the Texans. Yep. Uh, I think it's a great play, and I think Donald Moody sucks. Now, fun fact uh, about the Bears, um, Justin Fields ranks 33rd in NFL in passing attempts on the season. There's 32 starting <laughs> quarterbacks. Absolutely. Kank W, am I right? Yep. And then Jake was talking about this earlier uh, before we started the podcast. But, yeah, uh, any Dolphins running back, don't start them. Go ahead and sit them. Keep them on your bench. But, yeah, that starts and sits this week for this upcoming week, week three. Um, we're not experts. Nope. If you take our advice, hey, that's great. And if your team loses – this is not our fault. Nope. We're not fantasy experts. This is what we just we think. Take it with a grain of salt. Anything else to add to the episode, Jim? Yeah, and if you win money by taking our picks, you owe us a percentage of it. That's what I think. But other than that, nothing else to add. 100%. Well, thank you for listening to the BA Podcast. This is your host, James, with Jake. Episode 171. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us. Oh my god, I totally just butchered that. Yeah, Let me start let's, over. Let's restart that. Yep. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Big Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Big underscore Podcast One. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify and on SoundCloud. And subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yep, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, do about 50 times to gain the system. We'll let you learn from the industry of the past five years. So we get in the top 200 podcasts worldwide. We would take top 200 podcast sports recreation. But as you know, we shoot for the stars here the Bay Podcast. Let's get us in the top of the podcast worldwide. Did that, we'll give you a high five for after this episode. James? Fuck Dylan Brooks. Yeah, fuck Dylan Brooks. Bye! <laughs>